What is up, fellow music nerds? Matrix here, and you are locked into the Matrix Music Review Podcast, the only place to get your fix for country and alternative music. And guys, we are here with an alternative episode this week, and this is probably going to be one of the longer episodes I've ever done. It is one of the biggest episodes I've ever done. There is so much to talk about. I don't know what happened in the alternative scene over the past week and a half since we last talked, but everything's exploded and there is entirely too much new music and so much so that I even was not able to get to all of it. So I'll talk about what I missed a little bit, but we have our standard album reviews, which are going to take up a lot of the time because there were a bunch this week. Got some single reviews. I cut back this week just because, like I said, I had so many albums to talk about. And then I got another session for you guys of tour reviews. I was able to catch two in the past week. One really big one, and then one that was a little bit smaller scale, and both were phenomenal, so I can't wait to talk about those a little bit later. As always, if you're not doing so already, head on over to Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and follow us at Matrix Music Review. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you're giving this a thumbs up, a five-star rating, leave us a comment. Anything you can do helps out and helps build our little community here. And if you want to know what I'm listening to, be listening to what I'm listening to, head on over to Spotify. We got two playlists over there, and I'll link the alternative one in the description of this episode. And with that, we are just jumping right in with album reviews. And our first album that we're going to talk about is Built to Last from Arrows in Action. One of my most anticipated albums since I saw them in concert a few months back, Arrows in Action delivers their first debut LP, and this is definitely one that held up for me. You know, it's sometimes hard to be a critic and be critiquing music when you know that you really enjoy an artist or a band so much, but even so, with how much of a fan I was of Arrows in Action, this album really did have it all for me. If you are looking for that pop-punk nostalgia, if you're looking for modern-day pop-punk, this is what you're going to look for, and this is what you need, because if you're craving that all-time low, that Mayday Parade, that yellow card sound, Arrows in Action gives you that for 13 songs on this entire album. So... Even though we got six of these tracks early, I didn't feel like that took away from the listening experience at all, at least not for me. You know, I think the one thing that Arrows does really well is they put these relatable lyrics in for everybody to hear. And I mean, every song really can be an example of that, but no song starts it off stronger than over it. You know, it basically starts out with the conversation with a mother like, I'm doing just fine. I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but no news is good news, right? And then he goes into telling her about, you know, he met these girls on the internet. He's got another couple interests and things like that. But at the end of the day, he's got to pay rent, but he's broke. Shoes are worn down and his bed's still on the floor. And at the end of the day, he's just over it. And that was one of the songs that I listened to and I heard them perform live that I immediately gravitated towards because I feel like everybody has those situations where you're just over it, whatever it may be, whether it's work, life, family, relationship, whatever it is that may be going on at that time, you're just kind of over it. And this song can potentially help you get through that situation. 
And again, you know, the relatable lyrics, again, that's going to be the thing that I probably harp on throughout this entire album, but there was a line in Entropy that said, half of my friends are battle scars. And that is just such a clever way of saying that some of his friends that he has have caused him pain, or some of the people in his life caused him pain, but he's learned from it, he's grown from it, and maybe those people are still in your life, and I I enjoyed that so much. My favorite on this entire album was a new one that I hadn't heard yet, and that is Learn My Lesson. And again, it's so, so relatable, and you know, you got a lyric in there that says, I'm afraid of damage that comes from being me. I'm easygoing, apathetic, and too content with loneliness. And these are all just lines that really resonate because that's what helped me gravitate toward this genre. That's what helped me gravitate towards arrows. These lyrics that just make you feel like, okay, somebody else out there gets what I'm going through. Somebody else out there understands and has gone through it but you know what look at them they're on the other side and they're doing okay and that's just so so nice to see and it's what makes this album such an enjoyable experience you know i love the home team collab i love that we get a heavier side of arrows in seeing red and i love the meaning behind checking in you know checking in is this song that they actually played when I saw them live a couple months ago. They said, you know, this is going to be one of our our singles coming out soon. And Checking In really is one of those songs that if you can't relate to it, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine somebody can't relate to it. But basically just all about how now that you're older, things are so much different. And it may just take a phone call. It may just take a text message to check in on somebody. And it may make the difference or it may mean the world to that person or even to you. It may make a difference to you just to check in with that person. And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of not checking in on people all the time. I'm definitely guilty of, you know, just kind of letting things fall by the wayside. And, you know, this is a song that's made me want to change that idea and make me want to do things with other people, maybe people I haven't seen in a while. So really, really fun to get songs that make you think as hard as this one did so really enjoyed that from arrows really happy with with that song and look overall like i said this is an album that delivers it delivers every way that i wanted it to and the way i i write these things down before i come in here and i record and one of the things that i wrote down about this album that is is that it's a great think piece it's a collection of songs that make you just sit there and think about certain things you know whether that's a song like checking in where you say oh i haven't talked to so and so in a while maybe i should check in on them make sure they're doing okay maybe it's a song like learn my lesson where you just want to vibe out to it and it reminds you of that classic summertime pop punk song and you know that that's what's so great about this band and this is why i mentioned them a couple of podcasts ago as a band that I really see that can break out because let's face it, you know, we're seeing all these festivals where all of the bands that we grew up with are headlining all these bands that we grew up with are, you know, doing farewell tours or, you know, in some 41's case, they're breaking up. So there's still that hunger for bands like that. And Errors in Action can swoop right in and be that band for not only the old generation, but a new generation that's starting to fall in love with this genre as well. 
I've seen such an increase in interest in this genre kind of coming to the forefront again. And I'm so happy to see that. And I hope the arrows in action is here for a long time. I think they will be. And, you know, all I can say is go check out built to last. It will not disappoint you guys. Next album up is ladybug by Jutes. So this is one of those classic Renaissance pop punk albums. It's got a little bit of rock in it. It's got a little bit of punk in it. It's got a little bit of pop in it. It's got a little bit of everything. But this is what I talked about. I think it was when I reviewed Quitter from him that this is the potential breakout that we've been looking for. And I mean, I know he's been around for a while and I know he's got some popularity, but I can see a bigger breakout for him from an album like this. You know, I love the swells in this. Then you get some drops or even breakdowns potentially, however you want to refer to it. And that's all the way throughout this album. There's a swell and then you get to a spot where it just breaks and you get to the, you know, the chorus or whatever it is. You know, this is one of those albums that I spent a little bit of time with, you know, in a normal week where I didn't have an ungodly amount of albums, I probably would have spent a little bit more time with, but you know, Muscle Memory is a song that stood out to me. It's one that I wanted to talk about because it kind of strikes me as an addiction track and it really kind of paints a picture of what that could be and what that may be for some people. I think Spit is probably my favorite. It's just this heavy rock and love song. And, you know, overall, like I said, Ladybug is an album that really should be a breakout for him. It's one that I can see being a breakout for him, but unfortunately the release came at a really poor time in terms of with other big name artists being released, which I will talk about in a little bit. And I'm pretty sure y'all can figure out what album I'm referring to, but either way, Ladybug was such an enjoyable album for me to listen to. It's kind of short, sweet and to the point, I think it's only 11, 12 songs, but it was so enjoyable and I'm really excited to hear more. I'm excited to see what this album does once it has some time to really gain traction throughout this scene. So Ladybug from Jutes, go check it out. Next up, we got the Gossip Team EP from Pop Tropica Sluts and Aldrich. So another band that I got to see live when I saw the Magnolia Park Baku's Revenge Tour. This is just a short little four song EP, but it's such a fun listen. It's got a ton of energy behind it. And they have some great lines that they deliver throughout these four songs. You know, you get a song like Newlyweds where you get a track that says, I'm a fool for your touch, drank a pint of your lust. It's just such a cool way to basically say I'm falling in love with you and I'm basically head over heels for you. You have another track called Wow, which is my probable favorite. And you get a line in there that says, how do I tell my father? How do I tell your father I'm in love with his kin? He must be a doctor because she's my medicine. And that's just such a weirdly interesting way to say I wonder if your dad realizes I'm in love with you and realizes that you're everything I've been looking for. It's just so different and so unique that you don't really see that very often. And I I love it. I love hearing those weird little quirky ways to twist things that we've heard so many different times. You know, again, this is a short EP. It's worth me mentioning because it was such a fun listen, but 
it's not going to be one that people probably gravitate towards, which is why I wanted to mention it because, you know, with such a large amount of music being released, some things get lost in the shuffle and I, hopefully my job can be to bring some of those ones that people may have missed back to the forefront. So Gossip Team EP from Pop Tropic Sluts and Aldrich, go check it out. Next up, we got Toxic Positivity from The Used. And I'm going to be 100% honest with this one, guys. This is this is an album that kind of got lost in the sea of new releases for me. It's it's one that I listened to a few times and I just I didn't revisit it a lot. I'm going to be honest. I didn't revisit it a lot just because of how much I connect it with other albums, Arrows, Jutes, and then coming up Sleep Token as well. You know, I connected to those albums so much more and unfortunately this just it didn't hold my attention the way the other ones did. Now, I'm not saying that this is a bad album by any stretch, but it's just one that I didn't really didn't really get into all that much. You know, I loved Headspace. That was probably my favorite track on there. I love the little tagline that says there's no space for me in my headspace for me. It's just kind of a weird way to basically say like there's no way for me to be in the headspace that I'm in being who I am. And, you know, it's just a weird quirk that I liked. I think Top of the World is another good song, but I think with that one, there is some, I think it's more like some keys or some, like, I don't even know what it is, some other production in the background that just doesn't sound right to me. If we got rid of that and just let the guitar and the drums and the percussion kind of build through i think it would sound a lot better but that was another one that i did kind of like look i mean it's hard right it's hard when i don't listen to it enough it's hard when it's an album that i just don't connect with it's hard for me to put a whole lot into words especially on an album like this it was it was just kind of okay for me um you know it wasn't bad it wasn't good but it's one of those that it I'm glad I listened to it. I'm glad that I went through and gave it a few listens, but other than the few songs that I highlighted and the few songs that you guys already saw over on the playlist, probably not going to be one that I revisit a lot this year, but worth a listen. Toxic Positivity by The Used. Go check it out. All right, next up's the big one. Take Me Back to Eden from Sleep Token. So I have to start the review of Sleep Token's album with a little bit of a confession. So one of my fatal flaws as a music lover, music nerd, music critic, is that I tend to stray away from what is the hot ticket artist, hot ticket band at the moment. Sleep Token's a band that I was familiar with. I known them since their last album you know i had listened to this place will become your tomb and i liked it i thought it was fine i didn't really like it was one of those that like i was i was fun fine to listen to i didn't remember listening to it a whole lot i haven't listened to it in a while but i i knew of them and i had listened to them before i thought they were good and you know within like the past six to ten months They've really just kind of exploded where I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's saying sleep token, this sleep token, that, and I kind of just was like, 
okay, fine, sleep token, whatever. Like, I don't need to pay that much attention to it. Like, I'm sure it's probably not as good as it is. And, you know, I've done this a few times before. I've done this with some more mainstream artists, and I'm not afraid to admit that. And that's one of the things that I think as a music critic, you have to be honest with yourself and honest with the people that listen to you about is when you make a mistake and you, you know, maybe don't give somebody as much of a chance as you should. So I did this with Billie Eilish and I did this with Olivia Rodrigo where they got all this buzz and all of this traction behind them. And I'm like, this is probably, you know, for Rodrigo, I was like, Oh, it's just because she was on Disney and just because she, was on high school musical. I'm sure the driver's license is just good taken off because people are gravitating towards her because she was on the show. And then I listened to sour and got smacked in the face with a lot of talent an album that I really loved. And I still love to this day. Same thing with Billie Eilish. You know, I got all this, you know, Oh, she's got a, such a good writing style. She's got such a unique way of, you know, of doing things. And I listened to when we all fall asleep, where do we go? And again, was blown away, smacked in the face, and she's become one of my favorite artists. And so, once again, history repeated itself, and I was smacked in the face by Sleep Token, and basically told that Sleep Token's here, they're really good, and this album was one that I should have been having a high anticipation for, like I did with Arrows. Because, I'm going to be honest, this album was an experience and that's the only way that you can classify this sleep token album take me back to eden is that it is an experience i've never experienced an album quite like this before it is kind of surreal to me that an album from start to finish can just kind of capture my attention as much as sleep tokens album did it's a perfect example of something that I say all the time that you need to listen to an album from start to finish without skipping around and song skipping and saying, Oh, well, I wonder what Ascensionism is about, or, Oh, I wonder what Euclid's all about, but I, I I'll come back to chokehold. I'll come back to aqua regia. You know, I'll come back to those. No, this is an album that is a perfect example of listen to it all the way through and you'll understand what's t- going on. You know, and it's another example of it, how it's difficult to listen to those songs by themselves. You know, it's almost like when you want to listen to Sleep Token, you just have to say, you know what, I'm taking an hour out of my day. This is who I'm listening to. This is the album that I'm listening to. And that's just how it's going to be. And that's exactly what happened for me was I sat down one night and I said, you know what, let me just listen to this Sleep Token album. Let me see what all the hype's about. Let me see if I'm missing something. And well, we all know the rest of the story, but (laughs) it was, I'm glad I did because what an album this was, you know, you get this slightly soft introduction in chokehold that then just ramps up the heavy and then pushes you into the heaviness of summoning. And musically, it's some of the best music I've heard in a long time, especially this year. I mean, it's just got a lot of different production choices. It's got a lot of different sounds. There's a lot of different things with it that, you know, obviously it makes Sleep Token so unique, but I think it's also why people resonate it 
with it and why people gravitated towards it because music can get stale. You know, you feel like you're hearing the same thing over and over again. You know, obviously I cover the country genre and that is something that drives me insane is when you hear what seems like the same thing over and over again, which is, you know, one of the reasons why a guy like Jason Aldean doesn't get covered on the podcast a lot because it feels like it's the same song over and over again. But, you know, with this one, you got somebody, Vessel One, not going to speculate on who it is. That is not my job here. My job here is to talk about the music, not who the person is. But Vessel One really shows off vocal range throughout. You have high, you have low, you have some heaviness, you have some growling, you have some lightness. And lyrically, it's just unbelievable as well. And, you know, you get lyrics all throughout, like in a song like Aquaregia, where you get a track that says, these days I'm a circuit board, hardware you cannot afford. And those are just like mind blowing to me because circuit board is never used in a song, let alone a rock, metal, punk, whatever you want to call this genre that Sleep Token seems to be in. You know, you get a song like Ascensionism where you get a a line that says synapses snap back in blissful anguish. Like, these are just things that as a lyrical nut like myself, when I hear these in songs, it really renews your faith in songwriting and people being able to incorporate other words other than just love girl party you know things like that and it just continued all throughout this album you know every time i heard a lyric that was kind of different or unique i had to quick write it down and that happened in d-y-w-t-y-l-m and that says are you trying to live like everything is a lesson to learn that is definitely an interesting take and an interesting line to me that's almost asking, you know, are you trying to live like there's no tomorrow? Are you trying to live like everything you do may be hit with a consequence? But, you know, it's this is just really you guys again, I'm sure by now if you've been listening long enough, you know, I'm a little excited when I talk about things and I harp on the same thing over and over, you know. But, you know, as you dig deeper into this Take Me Back to Eden album, Vor is probably the heaviest song on the album. And surprisingly, I enjoyed that a whole lot. And followers of the podcast know that I'm not the biggest fan when it comes to heavy stuff. I just feel like I don't have enough of an ear for it because I haven't listened to it a lot. But a song like Vor, I really enjoyed. And that was one of those that made me say, okay, maybe I should revisit some of the heavier stuff that maybe I've pushed off to the side. You know, it's hard to pick a song that may be my favorite on this album. I'm going to give you two that I really enjoyed. And those are Are You Really Okay and Euclid. Are You Really Okay is just this gorgeous I don't want to say it's a love song because I don't think it really is a love song, but it's got these gorgeous lines in it. And it says, you woke me up dripping crimson on the carpet, cut deeper than the scars could run. And to me, that's just a really mellow way to say, you know, I noticed that you hurt yourself. Please don't hurt yourself. Are you really okay? You know, Vessel One really kind of hits a lot of emotional points 
in this album as well. And, you know, this album also has some reflective tones as well. And that's what I saw in Euclid that made me connect to it so much. You know, this is just, it's one of those situations where, you know, last year we kind of had this same almost meteoric rise of a band that like was known, had put out a couple of albums, people knew about them, but now they're just absolutely over overwhelmingly popular with everyone. And we had that situation last year with Bad Omens, right? Bad Omens released The Death of Peace of Mind, and now you can't turn around without seeing them anywhere. They're headlining festivals, selling out shows, and, you know, it's funny. I listened to the Sleep Token album, and when I was going to the concert that I went to last Friday with one of my friends... We were just talking about, you know, music and albums and things like that. And we brought up Sleep Token. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think they're coming to our area. Like, let's just check. And look, this is a standing room only venue where you only have to buy those types of tickets. There's no seats or anything. And we looked and obviously the tour had been on sale. So these are all resale at this point. But if you want to see Sleep Token in this area, you can do it for the tune of $220 to standing room only tickets. And that's probably on the cheaper side. If I had to guess, depending on where you live and you know, the different venues that you may have, but that should just go to show you kind of the effect that sleep token has had. And I think obviously the mystery component helps with that, you know, not knowing who vessel one is not knowing who anyone in the band is that's going to draw reaction, draw a crowd, but you know, overall, I'm going to stop rambling on about this because, let's face it, it's one of the best albums I've heard in a while. It's kind of almost like a religious experience listening to a Sleep Token album, you know. It's one of those where you just kind of have to sit down and listen through and listen through a few times because you'll catch something different every single time. This is easily an album that I see in my top 20 at the end of the year. It's easily one that I see myself listening to, you know, when I go on vacations and things like that. If I'm sitting on the beach and I'm just sitting there and I'm, I sit out on the beach all day, this is an album that I'm going to throw on and listen to all the way through, not have to worry about skipping anything, not have to worry about, you know, any problems with this album whatsoever. So I'm sure you've heard it by now, but if you haven't, Take Me Back to Eden by Sleep Token. Go give it a listen. All right, next up is Freak of Nature from Heart Attack Man. This is a punk record through and through, and it is a very strong punk record. It's one of the most enjoyable listens I've had all year because it's just a great example of less is more. You know, we haven't had this situation come up a lot in the alt scene this year, but over on the countryside, everybody has heard me just basically complain and moan and groan about how long albums have been oh these albums are so long and if they were shorter they'd be better well heart attack man just gave us a perfect example of that this is 10 songs it's very tight it's very uh, it's i don't even know how to describe it other than with an album that's so perfectly put together like this you're almost getting creativity overload where you're just constantly getting all these different unique things from heart attack, man and heart attack, man's like that to begin with. But wow, this was just such a fun listen. I mean, you have songs like, like a Kennedy, which 
I'm not getting into what that means or some of the lyrics behind that. Y'all can go look that up yourself. That one was so fun to listen to. Then you have a song like Stick Up. And Stick Up is basically a song to me about not being heard. And you're not being heard by anybody. And you're just going to do something about it. And it might not be something that you want to do. It might not be something that people would expect. And you know, maybe at the end, somebody's going to regret it. And that was just very unique to me. It, uh, all of these were, you know, you got a song like C4, which is probably my favorite. It's just this hard hitting song and you get a lot of the references to what C4 can do and what you can do if you have C4 around you and things like that. And it's just, it's explosive. And I mean, not to make a pun there, but I mean, this album was very explosive, you know, a lot of uniqueness in the writing, a lot of fun in the production choices. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this album, other than, you know, it being less is more, is that the album closer, See You on the Other Side, really just kind of is the culmination of an album that's just kind of been hard hitting in your face, giving you all these different things, and then they just mellow you down a little bit. And what better way to close an album than just kind of mellowing everybody out? It's not super slow or stripped back or anything like that, but it's just a more mellow, gentler tone than the in-your-face nature of Freak of Nature or C4 or God Called Out Today or something like that. You know, this was an album that I am excited to be able to revisit more. You know, now that I've kind of gotten away from this week of listening to Sleep Token, listening to Arrows, listening to all these different things that, you know, I knew that I really was looking forward to. Now I can go back and enjoy some of these other albums that upon first, second, third listen, I was like, oh, this is this is really fun. And that's exactly what Freakin' Nature from Heart Attack Man is. It's one of the more fun records you'll listen to. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go check it out. Freak of Nature by Heart Attack Man. All right, the last album I just want to touch on very quickly just because I have not spent a whole lot of time with it, I listened to it once, is Gravity's Rainbow from Misfortune. So Gravity's Rainbow is one, like I said, I really only got to listen to one time through, but I loved this album on first listen. I love the aesthetic of you know, the album cover. That was what kind of drew me in. And I'm really looking forward to, I think this is probably going to be one of the albums that I listen to tomorrow when I'm at work and you know it was one of those things where after looking at the listening to the album looking at some of the initial posts about it I saw an IG post that the band put up and one of the things that they mentioned was that they felt like there was a lot of emotion put into this record and I felt that right away that was one of the things that made me so connected to it was that I felt that emotion i felt that rawness in all of the lyrics and i love that you know one of the things that i did write down was that there was a powerful lyric in a song called black pixie and it says i can't stand to see you go from diagnosed to overdose that is just a wild lyric to see in a song and it was like one of the first three or four lines of that song so it just kind of sets the stage for an emotional raw track and you know, I think the first time through my favorite was probably Backlash, but I'll link that one in the playlist. I'll link Black Pixie in the playlist so you guys can see what I'm talking about. 
I will try to do a fuller review once I have some more time to spend with it. I'm looking at maybe doing the next pod just as like some follow-up ones because one of the other albums that I didn't get to this week needs to be on there. But in the meantime, Gravity's Rainbow by Misfortune, go check it out. And like I said, next pod, we'll try to do a full review of that one. I still need to get to Till the Wheels Fall Off from WSTR and some other ones that I missed in the past. But in the meantime, go check out Gravity's Rainbow by Misfortune. All right, y'all, that wraps it up for albums this week, but we're going to talk about some singles. And like I said, these are cut back just a little bit just because of how much I had to talk about with albums this week. But as always, everything's going to be linked in the playlist so you can see what else I'm listening to over there. First one I want to talk about is Rivers by First and Forever. I love the emotion that First and Forever bring in almost every song that they put out. I love this track, and I loved hearing them live. This was another one of those bands that I think we're touching on all the bands from Baku's Revenge in this podcast, go figure. But this was another one of those bands that I loved seeing live, and it really just gave me a greater appreciation for what they do. So Rivers by First and Forever, go check it out. Next one is Let Go by No Deal. So No Deal is a band that was very new to me when I saw the promo for this song. I have been playing this nonstop, and this is one of those songs, you know, I try to gauge interest in some of these newer bands, newer artists that, you know, people may not have heard of. So I have a decent amount of friends that listen to the same music that I do, or at least enjoy the same music that I do. And so Let Go was a song that I sent out. And I was just kind of curious as to what the response would be. And damn, my friends love this track from No Deal. They were all over this song. Let Go has become a staple for my friend group. So it was exciting to see other people stoked on some of these bands that, you know, maybe they hadn't heard of before. And that's what I love. That's probably one of the biggest things that I love to see coming out of this podcast is introducing people to music that they may not have had a chance to get to people being introduced to bands that they may not have heard of. That's what I love to do. So let go by new deal. Go check it out. Next up. We have Armageddon by from ashes to new. Look, I know they get a ton of comparisons to Lincoln park and I get it, but they really do have their own unique style and it shows in this entire track. It it's one of my favorites in the past couple of weeks and It's just an interesting sound that we don't hear very often because, as I said, you know, they get a lot of comparisons to Linkin Park and nobody really tries to do what Linkin Park does. And I know that that's not what From Ashes to New is doing. They're doing it their own unique way and I love it. So Armageddon From Ashes to New, go check it out. Next up, we have Anomaly from I See Stars. This is the first song that we've gotten from icy stars since 2016 or 2018 if you want to consider their acoustic album in that but first in a very long time is the point here and you know i don't have much to say about this track it's great to have icy stars back i'm hoping we get some more stuff maybe a new album tour things like that and in the meantime i'll send you all to go check out anomaly from icy stars next up we got never the one from ocean sleeper So this was a nice, heavier track from a band that I'm not super familiar with. I know the name. I've probably listened to a couple of songs here and there, but I did not have a whole lot of familiarity with me with Ocean Sleepers. So excited to look back into them a little bit more, you know, happy to hear some new stuff from them. So never the one from Ocean Sleeper. Go check it out. Next up, we got Cry to Heaven from Creeper. 
So another case of a unique, different sound. Creeper has a real unique classic rock sound almost here. And I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a song that really popped up on a lot of different social media platforms this week. It was one that I saw, I think one of the guys from Arrows in Action was talking about it. I think uh, even another band had posted a bunch about Creeper. So when you see your favorite artists and your favorite bands talking about other bands, that's your cue to go check them out because that's probably going to be something that you're going to enjoy too. If you enjoy one artist's music and they're supporting somebody else, you're going to likely enjoy that. So cry to heaven from Creeper. Go check it out. Next up, we have another return in Wake the Dead from Bless the Fall. So Bless the Fall returns, and I think this is their first track since like 2019, 2020. I don't even remember what it said for them, but... Bless the Fall returns, they announce a tour, I know Caskets is on there, and it's two other bands, and I cannot for the life of me remember who they are, but they announced that they're back, and another one that, you know, it's great to hear Bless the Fall back, it's great to hear that they're going to be doing a tour, maybe I'm going to go check them out on tour, and in the meantime, Wake the Dead from Bless the Fall, go check it out. And then, of course, it wouldn't be an alternative podcast here at Matrix Music Review if we didn't talk about a Magnolia Park single, and they just made the deadline with dropping it today. It is Manic from Magnolia Park and 408. And damn it, they've been advertising this song as this is the pop punk song of the summer, and they're right. It might just be the pop punk song of the summer, you know. This is one of those high-energy, high-tempo songs. You know, it came out today, and it was a beautiful day where I live here, and I had the windows down, that song was going, and it just felt right. And that's, I saw a tweet today, and I don't remember who was posting it. I think it was Scene Daddy over on Instagram posted it, and it said something to the effect of, like, pop punk isn't supposed to be good. It's supposed to sound silly and dumb and like summer. And that's just the perfect description of how we all should look at music we all shouldn't have to like look at it and say oh this is good this is bad this is this is it enjoyable does it make you think of something does it evoke an emotion from you if so then it's good and that's exactly what manic did for me today you know manic is a fun song that i see myself listening to all summer long at the beach windows down so Go check out Manic from Magnolia Park and 408. All right, hopefully y'all are still with me here. I know it's been a lot of review, but hopefully it's a lot of good review and a lot of new stuff that you guys are going to go check out. But in the meantime, to wrap up this week, what I have is two tour reviews to talk about. And I'm excited because these were so much fun to go to. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is I caught the Pink Couch Tour from Meet Me at the Altar with support from Chloe Lilac and Kid Sister. So I was able to catch that tour last week and Kid Sister started out and they rocked. I mean, I was not super familiar with them and they were super, super cool to hear. Really fun band was more than happy to go back and check out more of their stuff and excited to hear more. You know, that's what I love about going to some of these shows where, you know, I may know the headliner or one or two other acts and then you get some of these other artists that just kind of pop onto your radar and you're like whoa hold on how did i miss such talented artists or such talented people and that rang true for chloe lilac as well i mean 
she came on stage and her talent was evident from the start. She, I don't remember how many songs she did. I know she did an unreleased one that was phenomenal. I'm excited to hear when that one actually comes out. And, you know, at smaller venues too, it's kind of cool because artists tend to hang around and either watch the main act show or they tend to hang out by merch tables. And I was able to actually go back and talk to Chloe Lilac for a little bit and just such a chill person, such a down to earth person, really cool to get to talk to her and, you know, basically just show appreciation. You know, sometimes that's all artists really want that you enjoyed the show and that you resonated with something. And that was something that I really appreciated from Chloe that she was there talking to anybody that would come past. And that was really cool. So meet me at the altar came on and wow, they, uh, man, they really blew me away too. It was such a fun concert going experience because I I just, I can't even describe the feeling when I was in a room where you could just tell people were able to be themselves. And that is something that is just, You can't put a price on it. And Meet Me at the Altar really made it so that everybody felt like they could just be themselves and vibe out to such amazing music. I'm really happy because you guys know I talked about it when I talked about the album. One of my favorite songs for them was A Few Tomorrows. They played it. Of course, I went nuts to it. Really happy to see that. Addo on drums is phenomenal. I don't know why, but I was just drawn to that performance so much so so kudos to Addo on drums for meet me at the altar such a strong performer and you know if you guys get a chance to see them on tour whether it's at a festival or anything like that even if they're a headliner go do it because you will not be disappointed with meet me at the altar chloe lilac or kid sister and finally yes i was able to go see blink 182 on their tour So I'm going to start with White Reaper. They opened up and White Reaper was awesome. I was, White Reaper is a band that I feel like is just kind of undervalued and overlooked sometimes. They, they go hard. I mean, they were a lot of fun to see before Blink. They really had that same energy, that same vibe that Blink can give off. So really excited to see them. Turnstile came out before Blink. Oh, what a fun time Turnstile is. They are so energetic and it's infectious, you know, like they're a band that the arena wasn't super full just yet, but it was starting to fill up and they got everybody up and moving. Like I looked around the arena and people were up and just jamming out to Turnstile. And that is so cool to see because I still feel like even though Turnstile's gotten some Grammy nods, things like that. I feel like they still don't have a ton of respect or they haven't gained a lot of respect just with the casual listener. So really cool to see Turnstile get people up and get people moving. And then look, I I don't even know what to say about Blink-182, right? Like Blink-182 is one of the bands of our generation. They sound just as good as they did 20 plus years ago if you're worried about do they sound you know could they sound worse no they don't sound worse tom sounds great mark sounds great and if for no other reason if you're still contemplating whether or not to go please just go and see travis on drums 
Travis on drums is a sight to see. I had never seen Blink before, and one of my bucket list items was to see either Blink on tour or Travis on tour as the drummer for someone, whether it was Blink or whoever else. So I got to check off two things there. And man, I, I if you guys head over to Instagram, I'm sure I will be posting some videos later this week about the tour. It, it was just an incredible sight to see, you know, from the pyrotechnics going off while he's suspended 30 feet in the air with his drum set to throwing a towel over his face and just drumming completely blind. There's a reason that he's considered the best in the world and the best that potentially that's ever done it. And he shows it on this. And the other thing that really stood out to me was that you can tell that these guys are giving it 110 every night. You know, I feel like sometimes people feel like they go to these shows and bands may try to like take a night off or not go as hard. That ain't happening with Blink. That is not happening. And you could tell that the energy was just draining out of these guys by the end because Travis was literally laying on his drum set after like the 20th song and he still had like a few left. And after he'd finish every song, he'd just like almost collapse onto the drum set. But you could tell he was just going all out because that's what he loves to do. So if you get the chance to go see them on tour, please do Blink-182, Turnstile, and White Reaper. Such a good event, such a good show. That wraps it up for us here this week on Matrix Music Review. I hope everybody enjoyed. Again, I know this is a long one, but it is well worth it, in my opinion, to hear some of these albums, to hear some of these reviews that were really fun to get into. You know, I said a lot throughout this podcast that it was a lot of music to talk about and a lot of music to listen to, but that's what I love to do, so... I can't wait to do it again. I hope we have another week like this where I almost have to cut albums out because there are too many. So in the meantime, y'all know what to do on Apple or Spotify. If that's where you're listening, give us a review, give us a thumbs up, five star, whatever you want to do with that. Head on over to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Give us a follow there. Stay up to date on a day-to-day stuff i'm always posting on instagram that's probably the main platform i don't post on twitter as much and tiktok i try to stay up with but instagram is the main one if you want to see the day-to-day workings on matrix music review and as always head on over to spotify follow our playlists you can stay up to date on all the music that i'm listening to over there and be sure to share this podcast with your friends be sure to share it to your social media so that more people can hear some of these reviews and find out bands like No Deal and find out, you know, that Bless the Fall is back that they may not have known yet, right? So, as we always do, for my Spotify listeners, we're going to let a band or an artist play us out this week. Very simple. It is Learn My Lesson from Arrows in Action. See you guys next time.